one time I was walking back from work late at night out of my area to get to back to, you know, to go back to my, you know, the locker rooms to get changed and to go to my car. Mm-hmm. And some guy just ran behind me and like basically sucker punched me. He did like a roundhouse. I didn't see the, what? see the punch coming. Yeah. Just punched me in the face. In the locker room? No, in the backstage area. When you haven't been somewhere for a year, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, you're you, out of your routine. Like, you know, work, going to work is like part of the routine that you get up, take a shower, head off, you know, try to make it on time. And then for us, you know, for Disneyland, it's like, okay, you have to get to security. First of all, you have to make sure, you have to find out which parking lot you can park in. Like what? most people just park and they walk and do their work, right? Yeah. For us, it's like a 10 to 15 minute kind of park in a parking lot that's usually a half mile to a mile away from where you're actually going to work. Ooh. And you're going to have to stop and swipe to get through security or do whatever, you know. Have you ever been late? Oh, I've been late a lot, yeah. <laughs> it's because you didn't put in that last 15-minute deal, the parking and the checking in and everything? Because that's got to be Something a lot different. Up, yeah, uh, sometimes parking takes a little longer. Uh, there have been times when the parking lot has been full and you have to go to another parking lot. You've been working for... Um, we talked Disney about this. Yeah, we talked about this prior. You've been with them since 1992, right? That's so, when I first time. Yeah. yeah, so the entire time you've been with Blue Bayou? No, I actually started off in a place called the Cafe Orleans. Cafe Orleans. Which yeah. ride was that next to? Because I think I think that's kind of where I would gauge where in the park you were. No problem. Uh, Cafe Orleans is kind of by like where the rivers of America are. There's the Still parts don't. of the Caribbean. Ooh, okay. There you go. Off to the side. What's the Rivers of America? That's where they have those, uh, I guess you call it Tom Sawyer Island. And oh, they have the boats that go around it. That's right. The big boat and the rowboat where you can get on there and row and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did you jump? So you say you weren't at Blue Bio the whole time. Do you have a choice in where you went since 1992? Or was it kind of like wherever well, you were I scheduled? First hired, when I first hired, before I hired in, you know, I went through the interview process and the gal who was doing the, the interviews asked, oh, is there any preference where you want to work? And I told her, oh, I have a friend, you know, who used to flip the Mickey Mouse pancakes. You know, I was wondering if I could work, you know, around there. And she said, well, we don't have a position in Riverbell Terrace, which is, I guess, where the place where he was working. Was, but I have something give close me a ride. Give, give me a ride on Riverbell Terrace. What's that? It's, God, it's across the street from the uh, Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, Jungle Cruise, and then a, the, on the other side of the street of Jungle Cruise, there's the the Bengal Barbecue, and mm-hmm. then the. Um, <laughs> well, there's a bunch of shops, and then I think there's a yeah, place yeah, where yeah. you can go shoot those fake guns, and then the right? Bell Terrace. Yeah. Okay, I get you. And then you walk around the corner, and that's where you get to Tom Sawyer's Island, and and yeah, all the and water. Yeah, on the other side of that building, there's a little there's a streetway, and then there's the, the Rivers of America, and then Tom Sawyer Island. So each little area they call it a different name is that what the deal is is that why you keep yeah, mentioning I mean, these names we have like yeah different areas and then there's i guess you know there's new orleans square there's different parts so out of all these different parts your first job you asked to go to this one place and they put you where they put me they didn't put me in the place that i asked they put me in a place close by it mm. what were you doing i was working in a small restaurant called the cafe orleans like it's just like a busboy server I started on the inside. They have like their bus boys or like they work for outdoor venting. It's a different, oh, okay. it's a different department. So 
I'm involved plot, you know, back where they make the food and then they, most of the food gets made downstairs in a separate kitchen and then brought up or the ingredients style. are brought up and then they make sandwiches or, you know, finish them off upstairs in a little kitchen. So primarily catering style. I guess you can call that. I mean, like half and half. Yeah, I would say that like the, like the soups and stuff are made downstairs. Stuff that takes a lot of preparation. It's made like in a, a designated kitchen area. Whereas, you know, the stuff that they'll prepare upstairs close to where we actually serve the food is like, you know, like sandwiches. We'll just put the ingredients together uh-huh. and cut them up and put on a plate and then, you know, put on a little bit of lettuce and maybe some fruit on the plate with it. Yeah, primarily my experience going to Disneyland was buffet, somewhat buffet we call type it style. Back then. Yeah. yeah, buffet slash cafeteria. How many yeah, levels... They- is there yeah. only one level be below us, or is there is it like a multi-level? For us, it's like in New Orleans Square, it's just one. Mm. There's a story below, and then you know how the Club 33 is above the bayou and the cafe and all that stuff? Club 33, next to the bayou. What is just... It's actually above the bayou. Well, you can call it next, but most of the Club 33 is above the bayou. Yeah, and to people who don't know what Club 33 is, the exclusive club for... Uh, correct private me membership restaurant. Yeah, so that was developed Originally when... the 31st, 33 sponsors of, of Disneyland when they first opened. Oh, see, I knew it was for the sponsors, but I didn't know they called it Club 33 for the first 33 sponsors. Yeah, the original sponsors for Disneyland. Uh, okay, yeah. As far as you know, there's only one underground level underneath Disneyland then. For my part of Disneyland. I mean, it's not, you know, the whole park entirely, but it's just parts of it have or subterranean or below ground yeah just to make it easier for you know you to access from one part to the next without having to go up where the guests have to see it i mean people have had to ask you about that right because the the whole it's kind of like the area 51 of disneyland there's underground tunnels yeah yeah oh i mean most of them you know walking they probably don't know about it you know but some of them have heard about it or they know somebody who works there or they'll find out like through some books or you know hearsay have you ever have you guys ever caught anyone or heard some stories of people sneaking back there uh it i mean it happens you know it happens one time i was walking back from work late at night out of my area to get to back to you know to go back to my you know the locker rooms to get changed and to go to my car Mm -hmm. and some guy just ran behind me and like basically sucker punch but he did like a roundhouse I didn't see even what? see the punch coming. Yeah, just punched me in the face. In the locker room? No, in the backstage area. Oh, like on the way to the locker room in in the tunnel. Yeah, it's, so to it's speak. Out area. of where the guests are supposed to be, and that's why I was totally just caught me by surprise. Okay, so he clocks you. You land on the ground. What was his mission? Where did he go after this? He kept running, and then I went after the guy. I'm not a you know like uh, Disney makes very clear that if. You know, uh, you can't physically strike somebody or, you know, physically restrain anybody. You just uh, let him I go. Guess the wife. So if you get punched and you punch back, then you can expect to lose your job. Oh. But I I was so, I mean, I I just got punched. And this guy running backstage, I didn't want anybody else to get punched. I mean, because it came as a surprise. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see the guy. Well, of course. All of a sudden, I just got popped and then this guy's running in the you know backstage here where guests aren't supposed to be so i go running after him oh. and 
I tell, you know, whenever he approaches, you know, like a, another cast member, I say, hey, you know, this guy punched me, just be careful, you know. And kept running and running, and I guess at, at some point I gave up, and the guy ran out of the park or whatever. And Disney security started, you know, chasing after this guy. So he ran out of the park. So he navigated yeah, through with, this with, tunnel with, system while you were following him. He wasn't in the tunnels. He used like on the on the ground level but most of the time. So this didn't happen because I was referring to the whole tunnel area. So this didn't happen on your way to the it locker didn't room. Didn't happen in the tunnel. Just happened backstage, just on the level. On you know, what's backstage? So okay, tell me what backstage is then. What does that mean? That means it's it's just basically an area that the guests aren't supposed to be. There's on stage, which is where you know people go to you know people buy to get into Disneyland. They'll that's where they are. So you know that's where they're able to be basically, mm-hmm. and then backstage is where um, it's just supposed to be cast members or who are going to and from work or the area that's outside of what the guests are supposed to experience. Anywhere behind these backdrop type things that are floating around Disneyland is called backstage. Backstage. So, yeah. Okay, so when you when you refer to backstage, that's not anything underground or when you go through doorways. You know. Well, the underground part is backstage because I mean the guests aren't supposed to be there either. Okay, so he didn't go. He didn't go underground. He just caught you guys backstage. He floats yeah, around. Was, you're you're chasing him. He exits yeah. out the backstage area, and then what happens? I guess eventually they you know they caught him in I guess a McDonald's across the street. Oh, he made it across the street. Yeah, I didn't see it, but after the guy punched me, I went to file a complaint. At Disneyland. Uh-huh. So I went to the security department and I said, hey, um, some guy came backstage, you know, and uh, punched me in the face and kept running. Well, that's and, a good idea because they probably, if there were cameras anywhere, they would have seen you running after him. And they probably, because of that initial rule that you just told me about. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of good- like you have to, like you work for a big company like Disney, you have to kind of protect your butt. Yeah, So definitely. something happens, you have, I mean, it's in your own best interest to report it and say hey this is what happened you know uh this was my role in it and you know yeah for sure so you report it and then you found you found out that he was caught across the street at, at mcdonald's that's what they, that's when i found out when you know i was doing they were interviewing me after i wrote the statement or told them what my account of events Jeez. so nothing also, nothing underground though no no not for that no part. kind of weird crap going on under there well, I mean that I'm in another area which I don't know about what I mean I know about the tunnels, underground stuff in my area, but I don't know all the tunnels and underground stuff in really? a lot of the other areas. So since 1992, I mean you've been there for that long. You haven't there's no you've never just gone for a little walk just to be curious? Just to Sometimes, check it out. But I mean um it's it's discouraged. I mean I'm wearing one costume. If my costume doesn't fit in the area that I'm in, then there's usually going to be somebody, there might be somebody who's going to ask me, hey, what are you doing here? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Is it that strict the entire time you've been there? Well, I mean, I guess I'm like self-censoring or I'm self, you know, because... Preservation. I guess. Yeah, protecting yourself just in case. Yeah. I mean, you're in it for the long run. So you don't really care then. I guess I didn't make it my mission to go to every area and find every nook and cranny. So you started in 1992. That's when the people mover was there, right? 
if there was, yeah, I, I can't even remember it if I if it was there when I was there. Yeah, you never went on it. I don't. Well, maybe as a kid, but I didn't go there when I worked there. Oh, that was one of my favorite ones because it was so weird. And the track yeah. is still there. Is what the last time I was there, the track. Yeah, is still it's kind of weird just sitting there. Yeah. So is there a lot of that type of thing, like these historical rides where they took them out, but there's still little remnants of them around the park? There is if you're looking for them, but sometimes, I mean, the space is at a premium. So mm. if they want to get rid of something, a lot of times they want to get rid of something in order to put something new. Yeah. In order to put something new, you, a lot of times, you know, you have to tear out everything from the old one. But the people who I know what you're talking that railing is just is there, you know? Yeah, why remove it? Yeah. I, they didn't have to remove it in order to put whatever replaced it or... Yeah, I always look for it. What's up with Tom Sawyer's Island? Ooh, I haven't been on it for a while. No, I mean, like, what... Have you heard what... I mean, are they going to keep it? Are they... Is that... So far as I know, I mean, I haven't heard... Um, that's probably got to plans to do something else. Usually you hear about, okay, they're going to build this. Hmm. They come up with an idea and then they, they, you know, after they've come up with a deal and decided to implement it and construct whatever they're going to construct, they make a big deal out of what it's going to be because they want people to go on it. That's got to be a big one. That's definitely yeah. got to be a big one because they have to take all the water and refill the yeah. ground. It's been a swamp for, I mean, since what, 1950s? Probably, yeah. Yeah, so that's got to be, I mean, if you refill in that, that land, a lot of times when you refill that in, it's... You know, it's going to be too soft or it'll sink, so they got to do something else with it. So I can imagine that's a huge project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the last project that I heard about was the when they did the Star Wars part where they built the – and I know All you and I – stuff backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I talked about that a couple of times. Have you been on that one yet? I have. I have. You toured the, the Millennium Falcon? There's one in Falcon, and they built one after that. Uh, you heard of the Rise of the Resistance, or no? No. The last time I heard, they built the Millennium Falcon, and everyone was all stoked about that because they could tour it. Yeah. It was, it was a, a life-size, right? Big one was this thing called Rise of the Resistance. What's that? That's a it's a it's a much bigger ride. A full ride. It's not it's not like it's a, a full ride. It's a it it probably dwarfs Rise of the or probably dwarfs um, Galaxy's Edge, which is the Millennium Falcon ride. Is it like the Star Tours thing, like where you're going through a simulator? Kind of, yeah. Basically, yeah. So there's no track, or you're going through something no. like that. You're watching a screen. There's no track. You're like in a like a essentially a flight simulator. Oh, okay. The rise of Melissa of the Resistance is more like of a tracked ride. Hmm. Is it the, what? Now, if you were to compare the size of that one to another ride at Disneyland, which how big is it? It's probably bigger than um, Indiana Jones. Ooh, I love that ride. Oh, then you'll love the Rise of the Resistance. Really? If, you, if you're into Star Wars. I, you know, you told me that you weren't really. Well, I'm getting into like it from Mandalorian. Definitely, yeah, because I, I watched that, like yeah. But I'm def- I, I think you'll like it then. I'm not, a, I'm not a historical Star Wars guy. I was growing up with yeah. it, and I've seen the first three, Well, which, yeah. which is, I'm sure you understand what I mean by the first three. Yeah, the original trilogy is what they call it. Okay, the original trilogy, and then, and then once it got in... To the other ones, the prequels. Mm-hmm. I just—it wasn't that I wasn't into it. It just—I yeah. don't know if you want to call it time. I wa- i definitely want to look back. I mean, the Mandalorian definitely sparked that—you know—that yeah, fire. Yeah. Well, Mandalorian's more like the original trilogy. It's more like Star Wars, the first movie, you know. But set in a real world. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like it. Universe, if you want to call it. So have they done any work actually inside the original park, or has it been mostly focused on California Adventure area and and all that? Well, the Star Wars land is in the original park. Oh, they took out, that's right, they took out um, Toontown. It's a little bit further, but yeah, Toontown's got gouged out. Oh, wow. It's been a long time since I've been back there. But that's where you get to, is that, that's where the area is. Is the, yeah, is the big Yeah, that's one way whale? to get to it. Do you also remember, like, um, Splash Mountain and uh, yeah. the, the train ride? I forget what the train ride's called. Uh, big Thunder Rail, Big Thunder big Railroad. Th- yeah, Mountain. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can also enter Star Wars Land through there. Oh, where the old cow was. Where you can go see the cow with the th- Mickey Yeah, Mouse. yeah, Mickey Moo and all that stuff, yeah. Uh, so is the farm still there? They got rid of it. That's Star Wars Land now. Oh, man, I wonder what happened to that cow. Made well, some... probably past that was Mickey Moo was like, what, 90s or 80s? I forget. I'm, that was a big thing when I was a kid. We used to always see him. And then yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the so cow probably the 90s, yeah. Probably around probably the 90s. Probably passed away by now, you know. Yeah. I mean, what'd they do? Mickey burgers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did, well, you would have to, you, you'd be the one to know. You've been there since. Uh, yeah, but uh, I guess Mickey Moo might have, I might not have been paying attention when Mickey Moo got is there put a, out to pasture. Have you ever seen a butcher area in the cafeteria down down uh, below no, no, that no, you no. get ours? <laughs> our, 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 our meat isn't that fresh, shall we say. Uh oh, your meat's not fresh. Dish. I don't mean to put it down. I'm saying that we don't butcher. We probably don't butcher our own meats, I guess. Yeah. I would highly doubt that there's a Mickey Mouse butcher factory down there <laughs> in the tunnel system. That would that probably wouldn't make them look good. Um, no. Any big update, uh, updates during the COVID time? Are they updating any kind of rides? Yeah, or? Well, that's well cool. you heard about like when they built Star Wars Land, they, they built a bar in there, right? I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I heard something about that. That they actually opened up a, opened up the alcohol sales into the Disneyland Park. This is the first time yeah. they did it. Yeah. How'd that work? It's uh, probably. I would say it's pretty pretty successful. I mean, a lot of people go. I mean, a lot of people. That's that's a draw. I mean, because nowhere else besides the Club Thirty Three can you get alcohol, alcoholic beverages in you know the old park. That's right. I remember that. I remember that, and that was one of the claim to fames. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that's a draw for a lot of parents. They don't have to sneak stuff in anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the little, in the kitty water bottles. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes they have their flask. I mean, they're not. Oh, they don't hide it. Well, I mean, they do and they don't. I mean, yeah, you're right. People can't get caught with that. <laughs> when you started in 1992, what yeah. was the admission price? I want to hear this. Okay, it was $28. But the first time you went to Disney... Oh, when I went as a kid? Yeah. Man, I don't even know. My parents paid. But, I mean, how did it work, though? Well, it wasn't like an admission, what we were talking about, right? Yeah. It's yeah, it was different. the tickets. I, mean, I was a kid. I don't know. The admission meant you were able to go to the park. I heard it was free. You have to rip out a coupon for one of these books that they would sell mm. in order to ride the rides. Like a carnival. Kind of, yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of an e-ticket. I haven't. That's like the, the, the you know, the most expensive or the most high-priority ride. Or that was the most coupon that would get you onto the supposedly the best ride. Oh, I bet that's worth something on eBay. Maybe, yeah, probably. I mean, a collector? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that um, the churros 
that the churro company gave Disney them for free just to boost their marketing thing. Is that just a rumor? Have you heard about that? I would not be surprised. Mm. Do you have an opinion on the food they serve there versus what you served at Blue Bayou? The Club 33 is a separate department. Okay. So, I mean, they don't, they use, you know, the dishwashers are, are their own department. They're, the people that work there are their own department. I mean, for someone who's never been to Club 33 that maybe will never go, but they've been to yeah. Blue Bayou, I mean, are they missing out on any kind of food quality? I would guess that the food quality at the club is higher than what it is at other locations. What about in the past? Um, I would assume that also because like they order their own food, they get their stuff separately. Oh. They make an effort to do everything on their own apart from the rest of us. Oh, so there's no, so they don't draw from the, from the cafeteria down below. Like you said, where the no, other places. No, do. no. Do they feed you guys as employees? No, no 50% off. No industry type uh, deal. I mean, when you're not, obviously we're not working, but there's no employee meal or anything like that. There's an employee discount, but that's not, you know, it's the employee discounts meant for when we are not working. No access to the big tub of goo on your way out of work. <laughs> <laughs> Fork over a big sludge, nothing. Piece of bread. Not officially. No, that's not the official policy. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. You would think that when I opened up uh, the Levi Stadium. Yeah. It was, you know, it was, we had, a, you know, they would feed us. As Most other restaurants I've worked at, I would get fed. Yeah. Well, um, you have to remember, like I told you, like just to get into work, it's kind of like a hassle. So if I want to eat at, at where I work, well, you know, on a day that I'm not working, or at a time I'm not working, I'd have to make the whole effort to go through, you know, to park my car and to get through security or sign myself in and then oh, walk like a mile, you know, to... My the restaurant that I work at, and then you know make a reservation or somehow be able to get sad and dine. Do you bring lunch to work? I usually don't. Because you've worked some long hours. What have we talked about? I know you've worked some doubles. Yeah. So yeah. what do you do on a double? Get out of work and then find some place to eat. So you leave. You do the whole thing. You do the whole charade. You just said you walk the mile and do all that kind of stuff. Get to your car, go out to eat somewhere, and yeah. you come back. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's that much harder to get food at where you're at than it is to do all that? Well, you have to remember, usually by the time I get out of work, I'm the, my restaurant's closed. No, I mean, good, no, you're in the mid. You're, you're on a double is what I'm saying because that's like a 10-hour shift. So you work oh, the lunch shift. I'll go without or I'll, I'll probably go to some cafeteria that they have in the, you know, the backstage area for intended for uh, employees like myself. Okay, so, you'll, you'll, okay, so you, you, you do eat. <laughs> Once in a while, yeah, I usually don't. I can go like uh, most of the time. I don't though. Most of the time, I'll I won't eat until after I'm done with work. Ooh, what's your favorite restaurant around the Disneyland area? Uh, I don't know. Did we ever go to Haven? We did over there in uh, Orange. Yeah, I love that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was the draw. The fifty percent off the entire bill. Not right. Not just not just, just the, the food. food. Just the food. Oh, it was just the food. But they had the get. It was like a gastro pub. Yeah, yeah. I remember that place. Wooden seats, very uncomfortable, but good food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I love that place. Yeah, that place is tasty. Yeah, we went there a bunch of times. Yeah. So, that place or and? You know, any place that's open late. How about, how about Puff Puff? 
puff puff yeah sunday nights puff puff still up it is but it's run by a different you know different group of people and they don't let you guys hang as long well i mean it's i'll be honest with you, it's it's got a little more expensive it's still good for every once in a while i don't go i don't go like i used to though same quality of meat though the lamb i know the lamb you liked right I love the lamb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every once in a while, you know. Yeah. Just a little more expensive, and uh, it's I like a different crowd, I guess. Oh, okay. So is it more about the puff puff than it is the food, or? No, for me it was about. For me it was about my buddies going and just like you said, being able to sit for as long as we want and just talk mm-hmm. and drink tea and. Ooh, the tea and was feel good. relaxed. Yeah, that was a fun place. It was very chill. I remember I went there a couple times in the after work. What's a third? A third, uh, there's Mari's, which was an Italian restaurant on Catella. Catella and it's I been a minute. I say West or Walnut. I'm sorry, Walnut. Is that going down towards um, the Anaheim Stadium? Yeah. It's, I would say it's it might be past it. Ooh, what's your favorite dish there? Uh, I like the manicotti. Manicotti. Yeah. It's what? like a pasta, and then they put ricotta with chopped parsley in it. Is it kind And then they put marinara sauce, and they bake it. Ooh. Like ravioli style, or is it like lasagna? It's bigger, so I would say more lasagna. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds yeah. good. I love Italian food. How about Mexican food? Los Sanchez? I haven't. Uh, they got a lot of stuff. They got a guy who, like, when, they, when the food is ready, he has a really distinctive voice. Okay. In Spanish, you know, and he calls out the food and and everybody kind of like, you know, it's really distinctive. So people really latch on to that and really like that, I guess. What's the what's the protein you get? What's the meat? Uh they have um they have a bacon wrapped shrimp that I like. Bacon wrapped shrimp. Mm. Yeah. Cabronas Diablo. Ooh. The sh- the devil of the shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp yeah. devil. Yeah. What about what about the traditional? Anything traditional they do that's really good? Uh, just like a wet burrito was pretty good. Any which everything they have is good. I mean, do they do the special meats like the other than just the traditional? They do like uh, cabeza, lengua, tripas. I think they do it all too. Yeah. Ooh, they do the good ones. Uh, birria, uh, lengua. I think cabeza. Yeah. Do you like lengua and cabeza? Yeah, I'm down with them. Hey, did I ever take you to? We talked about Moises over there in Tustin. Did I ever take you over there? No, no, we didn't go. You, you, were, you were telling me about it, but uh, oh I, I, I haven't gone. With you. Can I yeah, take? Yeah, we'll go, man. Please. When you come, when you're down here, we'll we'll go. Yes, please let me take you. It's so good. He has now. I thought he had nine meats. He has thirteen. <laughs> good, good. Oh, so Mister Stocks closed, and the ranch. Yeah. When's the last time you've been there? It's probably been over a year. Oh, so what happened? What happened the last time you were there? What What was the dish you got? Oh, I always love to get like. Uh, do you remember Delmonico? Ooh, man, it's been a minute. Okay, you know, the I love the Bizel Monica, or I like the Porterhouse. Okay. Or the bone-in, uh, you know, the uh, cowboy? cowboy ribeye. Yeah, remember you, that was one of your favorites, the cowboy. Well, what's the Delmonico? Yeah. What is that? It's like it's like a New York, and they put it on a bed of vegetables, like um, mush, or, uh, mushrooms and chopped onions and uh, some herbs. Hmm. What about starch? Oh, I love the I love the twice baked. So there's no starch that comes with the Demonico? It's just the it's No. Just... Well the steaks well 
I don't I don't think it comes the, the Delmonico didn't come with any. I think the um the cowboy ribeye usually comes with jalapeno um au gratin potatoes. Oh yummy. Oh man. And the porterhouse they let you choose two sides. Is the au gratin um like a scallop potato or is it more mashed or what what type of potato? It is, it is. Au gratin is, is scallop potatoes, essentially. Oh god, I love scalloped au gratin. I lo- I mean scalloped potatoes by themselves with some cheese is really good, but the au gratin ones, yeah. yeah. Oh so yeah. good. Yeah, that was I should have hit you up. I should have hit you up when you worked at the ranch uh, to go and eat there. To take advantage of your employee discount. Well, yeah, that's okay. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I love their their house-made um, ice creams and sorbets. Ooh, you're a dessert guy. I love that too, yeah. I love sorbet. I can't do dairy much anymore, and uh, sorbet has definitely been my go-to. Yeah. Yeah, I love good sorbet. During COVID, you know, you're not working, and are you still floating around and doing the restaurant scene, or what's been your thing? Yeah, I've been trying to go to every um, industry place that still do, does industry discount. Okay, so let's talk. Monday, What, what what's, the, what's the deal on Mondays? Monday is a place called CDM, and also um, Where's Mozambique. That Where's CDM? But, um, CDM is Corona Del Mar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a restaurant that's named after CDM. Yeah. Okay. So CDM Mozambique, what do they do? Uh, 50% off on food. Well, with Mozambique, I found out the hard way that uh, you have to make sure that the Monday that you go is in a holiday, I guess. Oh, they get a little picky and choosy. <laughs> <laughs> There's blackout days, huh? <laughs> I found out the hard way, my friend. <laughs> oh, what happened? What's this story? <laughs> this last Monday I went. I Actually, I wanted to make sure, so I called ahead of time. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, um, I'm calling to see if you guys still do your industry night on Mondays. And they said, yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll come on down. Oh, they trick Bill bait and switch. I guess, you know. So I went and they said, well, unfortunately, we don't do this on holidays. And this is, I guess last Monday was Washington's birthday or something like that. And they told you this prior to prior to ordering? or No, I didn't. Oh, well, I called ahead of time. And then after, when the, they brought out the check and I put down my paycheck stub and my work ID, they said, oh, unfortunately, it's... Um, How big of a meatball was that bad boy? Originally, check was like 136. You mean that's so 136 with the 50? So it was double that? Or no, no, no. That was, that was the check before any kind of discount. Oh, so not... So... Okay, well, that that's it. Just by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's a. I kind of went overboard, I guess. You know, I was. That's a solid one. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It, I don't. You know, I, I've known you for quite some time, and I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't say that's your. That's your peak. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I could say that's a spicy one right there. That's a good one. I, I, I was expecting a little higher, to be honest with you, because I know oh, your, okay, I know your enough, taste, <laughs> but maybe not during COVID. Yeah, probably during, right. That's a definitely spite. That that's probably if a non-COVID one thirty-six would probably be a solid two eighty, two fifty. I would say. Did you sit inside? No, this is a while. No, no, no. Outside, we have to be outside. This is last Monday. I yeah, okay. Yeah, this last Monday. Was it good ambiance? I mean, was it was it comfy? It's okay. It's it's a little chilly nowadays, so you you know you have your little warmers that they put. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the one at Puff Puff. Remember how they had those outdoor warmers? Yes, I do. I do remember. But it was comfy though. Yeah. If you sat next to it on a really really cold night. 
Yeah. That's cool. Have you gone to any kind of like just where you're like, ooh, I w- I've never thought to go into this place, so I'm going to give it a try? Like the most experimental place that you've done so far? In there's, De- a plan, there's a place I'm lately. planning on going in uh, Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Pasholi. And they do, I, I like duck. I love duck. This place does, you have to call ahead of time uh-huh. and set up a reservation and let them know. But they do a whole roasted duck. Let them know that you're ordering duck or let them know you're coming in? You have to let them know that you're ordering this duck. It's it's like they do a whole duck. They roast it. They start cooking it the day before. Mm. And um, they present, you know, the duck, you know, the white part of the duck and they present it to you and then they take it backstage and then they cut it up and then they set it down later on. They take the lower part, like the lug, the, the legs and the thighs and they put it on, um, they make a duck confit salad out of it. I was waiting for you to say that. And they also take the innards of the duck and then they extract it and they put it in a press with, I think, um, I want to say bourbon or Armagnac. So they mix it with the innards and they put it in a press Mm -hmm. and squeeze it out to make a sauce. Mm. So this whole thing is meant to be for like two people. $165. Ooh, yummy. So they bring out they bring out the the legs or the thighs and, the, and then is the rest of the the meat like kind of chopped up? I I presume the like the the breast and maybe the wings too I guess are cut up and then presented to you and then the like I said they 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 confit the the darker meat. Mm-hmm. Oh yummy! That sounds so delicious. Yeah, that's, I I wanted to go before COVID hit, but then. You know, obviously during COVID, we're not able to do it, but uh, I want to, I want to hit it up after they do the vaccines and we're able to go. Would you ever order that to go? No. That's something you've got to be in the place to eat. I want, I want the whole presentation. If I'm going to pay one sixty five for it, I want, you know, I want the whole, you know, the whole shebang. Exactly. What about wanna, so, so? Tell me about to goes then. What's your go to for? I mean, since the restaurants are closed during COVID, what'd you do? Because we talked about this. You're not much of a, of a, of a El Jefe at home. So, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. So what was your thing? I mean, cause you're a foodie guy. Yeah. I went, I mean, you know, go to a place that has like, I went to roll a lot that does, um, fish tacos. It's in Belmont shore. They were doing like a Tuesday, $5 fish tacos and beer. $5 so you, beers. You kept it simple. Yeah. 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 If you're stuck at home, you're gonna keep it simple. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. I found a few I found a few um, good places around me to fulfill my missing gap since I've been up here and not having Moses's food on Fridays. Of how yeah. of the of the I, get, I got those cravings during you know lockdown of uh, barbecue ribs, beef ribs. So I go to a lot of barbecue places and. Ooh, what's your barbecue place? Uh there's a place called Madeira's in Los Al. Mm-hmm. I like their ribs, and then there's also uh, Johnny Rebs. Pork or beef? I like beef. I like beef ribs. You know what? I have not done enough beef ribs. I keep doing pork. They're so easy to do and cook yeah. and to where they pull That's off true. the bone, but I've, I haven't done the beef ones. What's I mean, Beef it, ones take so much longer. You gotta If you're going to smoke them, I mean, that's almost an all-day thing. 
is the texture kind of like um, brisket? Is it like, is it more of a tough meat, more of a lighter a meat? A little bit tougher. It's a little bit more tough than the pork. The pork is more falling off the bone. It's more, it's easier to get off the bone. Is this like steak then, or is it softer than that? That's a little more chewy than steak. Oh, okay. Easy, it's easy to eat off the ribs then. Yeah. Oh, I gotta try that sometime. I gotta try that. I sometime. just had a Jones in for it for a while. Yeah. Well. Especially yeah. During, during the lockdown when we couldn't, you know, the restaurants were closed and stuff. And the sauce is good too, because you know, with barbecue, you know, sauce. Yeah, makes yeah, it, right? it a good sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I like the one they had on Madeira, and then, like I said, that there was uh, a couple local spots that did good barbecue ribs. What'd you do for St. Patty's Day? St. Patty? Yeah, are you into it? The food wise? I'm, I'm, I'm into ethnic food kind of like that. I, I love um, shepherd's pie. Mm-hmm. And um, I usually like a yard house. They have like a, God, I forget what they call it, but they usually put a Guinness in the broth. Yard house? You live in Long Beach, and I know there's some really good um, Irish bars around, there floating are. around, there and are. you chose yard house. I don't know. I like theirs. Yeah. What about corned beef? I'm at the north side of Long Beach, by the way. It's not where all the Irish bars are. Oh, Irish okay. bars are usually on the south side. So you didn't do the corned beef and cabbage and all that? On, I on? love that. I love corned beef and cabbage, too. I actually like the one at Yard House, too. Oh, they do it, too. They do the whole shebang. Yeah, they do. One of my last cravings was Reuben. Actually, this craving has not stopped. It's still going. <laughs> the a Reuben solid sandwiches. Reuben sandwich with sauerkraut. Have yeah. You, when was the last time you had a good Reuben? Uh, it's been um, it was probably like seven eight months ago also Ooh, where'd you go uh the place in God, i can't remember the name of it right now i went to watch a soccer game and they were irish themed pub and they had a reuben sandwich oh that's so I cool i had to get it so that's cool i feel there's a lot of people totally into soccer like that i'm surrounded with lately it's kind of weird you say that it's kind of ruling threes is soccer kind of picking up is that kind of getting a push well, it's in, in, the, it's in season right now. I've always been a big fan of, you know, it's English. English. I like uh, Manchester United, so. Oh, yeah. So does my boy Ryan, I believe. Yeah. You play you know, FIFA? My buddy Josh. I don't know if you remember meeting Josh. Mm, did he work with you? Anyway, he's a big fan of Manchester United, too, so we usually keep each other up on what's going on. Are you the type to wear the jersey when you go get your ribbon? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't wear my jersey. I have. I just have a scarf and stuff like that, little things. But you have a jersey at home. Uh, I do, but it's not. A, it's not an actual authentic jersey. It's like a practice jersey. It's not. I mean, it, I would be embarrassed to wear it around a Manchester United fan. If that makes any sense. And it yeah. is Manchester United jersey at home. It's just a practice jersey. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking to get the you know the new jerseys, but um, a little complicated, but. Oh, why? We got to get this man a jersey. Why is it complicated? It's not. I, I'm making it complicated is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. Ryan, so if you're listening to this. <laughs> well, you know fucking Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you dip your Reuben in extra sauce on the side? Sometimes I used to get extra um, Thousand Island dressing, and I would dip it into it. Super bad for you, but tasty. It's so messy, though. You get that extra thousand, it drips out the side, and it splatters. No, on the side. I would get it extra oh, on, the on the side. Okay, you like to dip the sandwich in. My bad. My bad. I thought you meant in it. Uh, I'm usually good with the with the dressing it has inside. Sorry. If, if, if there's a picky aspect to my, the way I like my rooms, sometimes I ask them to maybe toast the, uh, the sauerkraut a little bit. Ooh. Oh, gee. So 
uh, on Oktoberfest, do you like hot or cold sauerkraut? I like it hot. I like it warm, actually. I yeah. knew it. Yep, there, that's what I said, OG, right that's there. That's my preference, but we I usually get it cold anyway. Because they don't because they don't give it to you. But most places don't do it. Mm-hmm. Remember we went to Old World and we yep. got the the bratwurst downstairs in uh, Ratskiller. Yeah, I think they were offering to to um, to cook the sour the sauerkraut. Just they have their their tongs or whatever, and they just like slap it over. I don't know if um, you remember the bartender. I thing heard was, the Ratskiller's gone, Ron. Didn't you tell me that? It is. That's what I heard. I, I called yeah. some of my friends back home because I asked them if they were still there. Because to be honest with you, I wasn't a big fan out of all the Oktoberfest of that place. But uh, the food-wise, the Rat Skeller was really cool. It was really good. And it was actually a really cool little place to hang out. Underground, no windows. Kind of had that, uh, you know, kind of like the bar was at Stocks. Just that yeah. musky. Well, like it's literally an underground vibe. Yeah, I love. I like that. Remember LaCave over there in Newport? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever eat there? I didn't eat there. My buddy Dan and his, you know, we would go and they'd have a nightclub on Thursday nights. I remember. With a DJ, so. I know. <laughs> oh, is that you? Are you? <laughs> okay. No, it's not me. No, but I've been to Lakov on those type of nights. But I've also been to Lakov on, on Dindin night where they yeah. serve it on, um, I don't know if you want to call this Brazilian style, but they would come by on a tray. With the different meats, and then you would kind of look at like what the prime rib looks like, what the New York looks like, what yeah. what the porterhouse or fillet. They had like the, you know, they would do a cut, and that would be the display cut for the night. And then you would say, "Ooh, I want that one." So they'd kind of show you the actual meat with the menu. From that's from a nice my way memory, to do it, I guess. I ate there one night with my buddy Dave, and we saw we saw a this guy that was doing Frank Sinatra. It was a Frank Sinatra singer. And we ate we ate dinner right there and watched this guy, and it was Frank Sinatra. Yeah, it was kind of more of like a date night type thing if you're looking back. But um, and then of course we had like a front row seat, so the Frankie gave a shit, and, and Dave Dave kind of pissed him off because he's like, dude, we're just trying to eat, bro. Like, don't fuck with us. We're two dudes. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. But he was cool though. He was really good. But I remember, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun going there during those nights, even when the club thing was going on. When you were yeah. in, when you it was two rooms down there if you remember the club would yeah. be in one room and then the bar was in the other so it was actually a pretty chill place because you were able to relax there you can still hear the music it's kind of candle lit they make delicious dirty martinis mm. with the with the chips on top you know what I mean when you shake it real hard short yeah. shake real hard and you get the chips on top they did it right the dirties and then. It, you could still have a conversation. The music wasn't too loud to where you were talking to your friend or whoever you were with. It did get kind of yeah. messy if you hung out with any bar, if you hang out past like 1130, you know, that loungy I type. I they used to do industry too. I heard that, but I never took advantage of it. When I went there, I was younger. What was the other place across the street that was a real mess? It was um, that one nightclub where people used to go dancing right there off of, um, what was that, 19th Street or whatever that Lakav was all the way up on? There was a real popular nightclub bar that was real skeezy. Some dude not, was real drunk not, crossing the street and he got hit by a car in front of it. Not Detroit Bar or No, there was King's King's Lounge or something like that that was up it's nineteenth Street, right? I'm talking the same street. Yeah. Main drag, right? There's, yeah, yeah. That main the big long drag, yeah. And then there was the King's King's Lair, King's Bar, something like that was in was a bar. But there was this sleaze ball place that all the kids. Not used Avalon? To, no, not Avalon. I want to 
want to say it started with a P. I might have to look it up later. But, um, man, all right. Any other kind of foods you've been experimenting with that blew your mind? Uh, Anything new? Not really. Just stuff I want to do, like you said. You know, I wanted some places in L.A. I want to check out. For what? Um, Just to hear about these. I mean, the big thing before COVID, just before COVID, there were, like, a lot of uh, butcher shops that are supposed to be the thing. Like, you go for the, you know, the meats, I guess. Mm-hmm. You can either have them cook it or they cook it up for you. Have you heard about some of the finer dining restaurants actually serving up the dish? Okay, so when you pick it up to go, they would give you everything to cook on your own? They would give you all, like, the seasonings that the chef would use, you know, the yeah, slice of meat I've they would use? Yeah, I've heard about that, yeah. Not into it? Uh, I mean, it, it's okay it's, to say it's, no. It's difficult because I guess, you know, I'm into steak, but cooking a steak at home without being able to to have a grill that gets you up to at least 500 degrees Fahrenheit is not the same. Yep. It doesn't give you the same taste. It doesn't give you the same mallet effect on the steak itself. And the technique that, of cooking it. That crisps, that crisps the outside and yet keeps the inside still moist. Mm. So I guess, I don't know, am I, you could say I'm picky about my steaks like that. Well, any man should be. Have you heard about how they cook the bone-in steak vertical? Because when you put the when you put the bone on the direct heat, the heat radiates from the inside as well as the outside, so it cooks it, I don't know what you want to call that, like evenly? Yeah. Have you heard about that? I like the bone in the meat because the meat, the, 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 the meat that's by the bone is usually a little more rare. I like my steaks rare. So Bloody? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And my dad was like that too. He used to order that. I want to still see the blood. He used to say, "I want it rare. I want it. I want it still mooing." Have you ever done black and blue where it's cold? I have. I'm okay with it, but I just want it rare. I want it a little warm on the outside, but I still want it bloody inside. So you've done the cold steak. Yeah. Black and blue, right? Um, it's not blue yeah. cheese. It's black and blue where it's where it's it's rare and it's cold. It's cold. It's just charred on the outside, so you get the taste. Okay, so what's that like? You're not worried about that because a lot of people would be worried about any kind of enzymes or anything going on inside. All right, I'm, I eat, I'm I listening. Eat sushi. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening. I like, um, I like smoked foods, like smoked meats, like smoked salmon. Uh, well, go back, go back to this, go back to the to the rant you're about to do on the raw meat thing. That's cute. so our ancestors ate raw meat. I knew this, yeah. but obviously our our bodies have, have changed, and and uh, what was one of the things that we have our appendix that was actually that's actually our body doesn't even use that I heard it was a it relic was originally, of some biological function. Well, it was originally there because it was to process wood. Might not be true, but it was to process some sort of thing that our body doesn't eat anymore. That's why our body doesn't use it anymore because all these hundreds of years that. We've transitioned into proteins and vegetables instead of eating bark. Yeah. That our appendix isn't there anymore. It's unused. So our ancestors ate raw meat. They ate raw meat. We're like omnivores. We eat, you know, both meat and well, meat and vegetable matter. I mean, no fears. I, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the restaurant serves it. Obviously, they're liable. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. If you want to say maybe our evolutionary tract is that 
we've been eating meat without cooking it for a long time how within often, our within our past how often do you eat the black and blues i'm not i usually don't eat it that often i'd rather let me put it this way i would rather have my steak black and blue than medium but you're perfect i'd rather have them underdo my steak than overdo my steak because that way you can temp up you know i don't even try to temp up i'd rather have the blood coming out of it i'd rather have it be cold inside than dry uh blah meat definitely i agree with you on that you get something where you're like "Ooh, this is overcooked so it's like well maybe i'm not the type of guy that's going to return it and say give me a new steak i'll just eat it but if i get yeah. something where i can say "Ooh, okay not 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 quite that rare can you temp up maybe a few seconds well i'll give you an example uh, last last Monday when I went to Mozambique, I had the New York steak. I ordered it medium rare, but it came out a little dry. Uh oh. Well, I mean, you've worked in restaurants. Um, a lot of time, and another thing that should have tipped me off is the waiter asked me because I ordered a, a soup and a salad also. So while I was eating the soup and salad, the waiter came back and said, "Hey, um, if if the this if the steak is done." while you're still eating your soup and salad do you want me to bring it out or do you want me to wait have them wait oh geez so I told him you know the answer for that is bring out the steak as, as soon as it's ready this is what I told him you know because I don't want my steak sitting under a warmer okay which is what I suspect happened what was that a big cue for someone who dines in all the time and someone who doesn't that a lot of restaurants the waiter would ask something like that when a waiter says, do you want me to bring out the food out when it's ready? Or do you want to wait till after you're done with your super salad? Or do you want me to wait till do you want me to course you out? What does that say about a restaurant? Well, it says that, I mean, restaurants prepare their meats when they do. I mean, if the guest isn't ready, a steak is going to sit under a warmer until the guest is ready. So I didn't want my steak to be sitting under a warmer waiting for me to finish my super salad. So I, when a, when a waiter asks you, hey, when do you want your your, your, your meals? You say, like, as soon as it's, it's done, as soon as it's ready, please send it out. That's your go-to? That's what you say? Yeah, that's my default. Even if it's... And in fact, I, I should go one step further. I should even tell the waiter when I'm ordering, you know what, bring out, bring out the food whenever it's ready. You don't have to wait on me to finish this or that. Um... You know, if you punch, you know, whenever the food is ready, please just bring it out. I'm not like that. Well, I didn't think to do that, but I'm thinking about doing that from now on. Why? If that makes any sense. Just to have them, have them send out the food whenever it's done. See, to me, that means it's a kitchen organization thing. They don't have the, they don't do, they don't do, they don't have the fire mode. They don't, they don't fire their food. I've seen our kitchen. I mean, they've got dozens of items that they're making at the simultaneously. Okay. Uh, things happen in the kitchen. I mean, somebody loses track of something. Some another person is, you know, uh, just took over. You know, the the guy who was originally making it went on break, so somebody's sending him on a break, so he doesn't know um, where they are in the orders. This isn't a restaurant that has captains and backs, and they don't fire no, their so they the don't captain, fire their food. Like, yeah, <laughs> you have a grill guy who's you know who's got a bunch of orders up in front of them as, as a diner, diner asmar, not as server asmar. Yeah. 
if if I'm if I'm serving, I have a different I have a different point of view. Ooh. But as a diner, I have to take the other view. I have to I have to I have to try to think what what they're going through on the you know as far as the back of the house is thinking and what their organization is. Just get it out the way. Just just the cook it and get out the way. The priority for me is to as as a diner. The priority for me is particularly being a guy who would rather have a steak undercooked than overcooked. To have them bring out the steak as soon as they the kitchen is has prepared it as soon as they're done with it. Because I'd like it undercooked, I don't want it. I don't want a steak to sit under a warmer because it's going to dry it out. Bring it out when it's ready. You like it all in front of you? Yeah, yeah that's fine. I can. You know how I used to lay the plates out, I and mean, I'd have I'd, oh, I'd I have two entrees sitting next to each other. You I know? know. Yeah. I know. And I might have the leftover appetizer and the soup and the salad still all spread out around me. And you got a big smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if I'm sitting across from you and having a conversation about something where I'm not trying to fill my mouth full of food while we're engaging in conversation. Oh, geez. I talk too much. You got to eat. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying that to me, it's better to it's better to let the food be where it's at mm-hmm. than to be rude or to impair a conversation or, you know. Hold up the kitchen, yeah. An interaction that I'm having. There's no Dine Dash, no Uber Eats, nothing for you. I don't. I well, I mean, just Uber Eats or you know DoorDash or any of that stuff. It's like uh, I always get my own food. Why am I going to pay an extra ten to fifteen bucks for some guy to pick up my food for me? I guess I'm cheap and old fashioned in that respect. Well, let's reverse the situation. You understand that every time you order from them, instead of ordering directly, the restaurant loses money. Yeah, that too. I mean, that would be the number one thought for me. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't do Uber Eats or DoorDash. And to me, it's like you're ex, you're exploiting not only the restaurant, but you're exploiting usually the guy who picks it up, you know, because those services usually try to squeeze their labor and their gas and, you know, depreciation on their vehicle out of that out of that person the delivery guy mm-hmm. along with the establishment where you're getting your food from as well as all the different fees that you don't even know about there's a restaurant in LA that actually had their servers I forget yeah. the restaurant name but they had their servers delivered I thought this was really neat so he had his servers deliver the food because when they got to their door they saw their regular server so the server got a little extra tip. They loved seeing the guy. They chatted for a minute. He helped him out, showed him how to cook it, because they actually gave him the raw meat and the, and the ingredients and everything. It was like a package yeah. deal. It wasn't a pre-cooked deal, because it was a fine dining type place. But the server helped him out, showed him what's up, made a few bucks on tip, and it was that type of situation, and it worked. Would you ever think of doing something like that? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I that's one of the reasons why I don't really uh, do, like, to go fine dining if you have to cook it yourself because you lose something. That the making the food is. Is something else. All right. So yeah. I think the only thing that I ask you about is uh, pasole. Let's talk about this because <laughs> this was like you a. You look it up or you're able to talk to uh, Moses about it and <laughs> find out. The green soup originally used with human flesh. Yeah. <laughs> I did not talk about that with Moses. Uh, I don't think he knows about the human flesh part. So, pasole, human flesh. 
human flesh and a green soup with hominy. And what night can we get this on industry night? Uh, I don't know any Spanish restaurants that do (laughs) (laughs) industry. Or Mexican restaurants, I should say. It's actually not Spanish. It is Mexican. What part of the human flesh? I don't know if they have, like, they had birria or they have it listed on their little stalls, you know, uh, shoulder or leg or, you know, what part of the human that they cut off in order to make the soup. So what's your knowledge about it then? Just that before they, they, you know, before the Spaniards came that they made this soup, this native dish using human flesh instead of pork or chicken or whatever they use nowadays. Was it called something else? Because what I'm reading here, I can't, I can't say if this is a credited website, but there's a word that says, it says, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Maglia, Maglia Bicciano, Maglia Bicciano. The ancient Nuhas ate human meat in a stew with corn grains. Called, <laughs> that sounds like it, right? <laughs> called uh, T L A. I'm gonna have to pronounce this. Tla, tla, cat, tla, ye. <laughs> I don't know. Which, I assume which, it's right. I don't know. It's pre-Columbian. It name. means it, which means in in if you were to translate it, it means corn from a man. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is a correct that website. That sounds like I'm something else altogether. But yeah. <laughs> Where did you hear about this? Where did you hear about this historical thing? I, I was just going through um, some website that was talking about different foods, different Mexican foods. I was because I'm you know I'm into food, so they were talking about how uh, you know native Mexican dishes, and they mentioned by the way you know before that the Spanish showed up, pozole uh, used to have human flesh instead of pork. I have, a, I have a feeling of power and strength, says Rodrigo Yanez. <laughs> have you heard about rhino horn over in China where they do this thing and they, everybody knows it, doesn't do, it shit. doesn't do shit, though. Everyone knows it, but but they do it anyways just, just to raise their pinky up high to show how powerful they are because they can yeah, afford rhino uh, horn. Same thing with tiger penis soup, I believe. Have you heard about the tiger wine? No. Dude, they soak a body of a tiger... And they make wine from it. And they sell this. It's legit. I looked it up. They put a whole body of a tiger in there. And it just... And they soak it for... I'm not too sure how long. But they put it in some sort of wine. So they... With bones, flesh, everything. Yeah. Which is totally confusing to me. And sometimes I think they actually take the bones and they wrap it in a bag. Kind of like you were doing a... Um, you weren't doing a broth, but you were doing... What's the other word for broth? When you use when you put the bones in the bag and you soak it, it's not sous vide. No, it's another it's another word for broth. It's basically the same thing, but you just oh, uh, consomme. No, you're getting too fancy on me. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just putting bones bones inside hot water and you boil it and you basically make broth. But there's another word for, for it. I forget what it's called. But anyways, they they put this they put a whole body of a lion. It's really controversial because they've shown some pictures where these guys totally torture these poor lions. And they put the whole body in this huge vat, and they've and there's pictures of it, so you can Google it if you look up tiger wine. Yeah. And it'll show you. There's a documentary right now that is out there where this gal uh, went out there and interviewed these people and walked all through it. But the body decays in this wine, and when it's ready, they sell it. 
in kind of like, do you know those, the bottle that I saw looked like a large sake bottle, like that cheap large sake bottle? Yeah. It's like that size, um, like a champagne type type size bottle, but not that not, not quite the shape. But uh, yeah, they sell that. It's called Tiger Wine. Well, when you consider that freaking COVID came from, you know, bats to pangolins or whatever, you can't, you can't mess with these, you know, these other species, you know. And then make them into human food or, you know, you, you shouldn't even have them in markets mix, mixing with other animals, you know, as far as a bigger picture health situation is. You never traveled and done street food like that? Well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I haven't. I, I, yeah, I don't want to try, like, uh, tiger. I don't want to eat tigers or, you know. I mean, you, but you've never gone through, like, a street, street market type deal and all that. I agree with you. You shouldn't be having that type of cross-contamination i mean i completely agree and it makes sense scientifically wise and and uh you know but if you were in another country and i've looked up for example i've looked up uh taiwanese street food china street food all this kind of street food movement this is before pre-covid and god it looked delicious i it wasn't that it wasn't a market it was kind of like a bunch of food trucks like if you were to if you look at that situation with America where they do where we do these food truck lineups. Yeah. But instead of that, these it's kind of like a kind of like a swap meet for food. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Swap meet for food. I'm into it. I mean, I mean, you got to know that food's so good, but at the same time, I mean, how sanitary is that? Yeah. But you're eating black and blue meat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So what are you afraid of bats for? <laughs> A bat is a rodent. <laughs> well, <laughs> you ever ate squab? Squab? Yeah, you ever ate squab? I don't think so. Ooh, that's pigeon. Yeah, my 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 dad used to eat pigeons. He did. Yeah, the baby ones. They would eat baby pigeons. Did he tell you? Yeah, he told me. This is for Dindin, son. <laughs> He did? Uh, he did. Uh, did you like I, it? I'm sorry? Did you like it? No, no, I didn't. My dad did. My dad would eat them. Oh. My dad and my uncles. and. Oh, so he'd be just eat. chowing down while you're watching him and say, hey, son, check this out. No, 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 no. I, I, he told me about when he would eat it as, as a kid. He didn't eat it at home. Oh, I see. I see. I see. He said that when he was growing up, they would eat baby pigeons. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, yeah. it, there was, it was meat around the street. I think, I believe that's why they brought pigeon in, pigeons into certain areas. Yeah. I mean, that's what squab is, is what, from my understanding, I haven't done tons of research, so I could be wrong. Well, I've heard Filipinos have that uh, baby duck eggs. Oh, my God. Bu- uh, Bulat. Bulat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. You know, my, we, you, you understand why. I, yeah, I've been exposed. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I do not need to eat a fucking egg and have it crunchy on the inside and know that's a little fucking baby. I don't think, like, what, is, what are we doing here? What is this? I mean, I'll, I love food. I respect it. I'm not talking down on anyone eating bulat because I heard yeah. it's really, really good. And I love Filipino food. Trust me, I love it. Especially the home-cooked stuff. But yeah. The whole bulat thing, the whole thing where they're, you know, little JoJo's in there, just didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Had a strong future for him. Could have flown free, reached the new land, get away from America. But here I am. Crunch, crunch. I don't know, man. I'm just not into it. I, I never tried it. Yeah. I can't do it. 
Same thing with soft shell crab. Oh, really? I just can't do it. Yeah, I'm eating the whole dude. It's there he is. I, I've had the soft shell crab. Yeah. Oh. And there's Charles. Just got caught. Just in, crawling along. Yeah, got caught caught in the net, and you know, and just made the bad mistake that day. And I'm gonna eat your body. They don't empty out the so, They don't empty out the crab before they cook it. You eat all the in, internals and everything. It's not like shrimp where you got to deroot it, or fish where you got to degut it. Uh, I think they clean it out. But they leave the shell for you to eat. Did you like it? Uh, it was okay. Probably got to add lots of garlic. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm thinking like uh, my. A lot of people like when they have uh, prawns. They like to suck out the brains of the of the shrimp too. Okay, I'm not into that either. The crawfish yeah. where you got to pull the head out and people to suck out the meat out of the head. Yeah, you remember Chris Duarte? With Chris that was dating Wendy. Yeah. Yes, I do. He likes to suck out the brains, too. Well, I mean, does that characterize a man? No, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, just in case you're thinking, okay, this is uh, an ethnic kind of different thing, I guess. What? No, I didn't think it was an ethnic thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just cultural. in case. I'm just, sorry, cultural. Uh, just in case I have a conversation with Chris, I was thinking, <laughs> I thought yeah, that's where you were going like with that. suck out the brains on your crayfish. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I haven't seen you in a long time, Chris. You look to suck the brains, huh? No, but I wasn't into it because the meat, it didn't really, in my opinion, I don't know if you've done that, but it didn't provide a lot of uh, meat for me. Yeah, it's so, not meat. It's, I guess it's for the flavor. Yeah, see, for me, if I'm going to be paying 30 bucks for a bag of stuff, I don't know. I was kind of let down the first time I did it, and I just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get it, but just not, I guess I just want the meat. That and the temperature. I mean, it, the, you open up the bag; it gets dumped on the table. The food is hot, but you got to work like hell to get through. You know, unpeel, unwrap. You know, consume the food before it goes cold. For me, it you know it took a while to deshell and you know to un, unwrap and unwind them and then eat them while you're doing this. And you know, I'm about less than halfway through and then the rest of the shrimp or you know whatever the item is 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 starting to get cold i always felt those places were horrible for a first date night Uh, yeah probably for the first date yeah (laughs) you gotta shave your uh de-shelling and your you know for later activities if you're going on a date but well i mean that's a good that's a good way for a girl to say let's go here because she knows she ain't gonna be going home with some dude with his finger smelling like fish and ginger (laughs) that's true (laughs) <laughs> Unless she really likes them, right? <laughs> I guess that's not a first date type deal. I've tried it. Yeah. I, I did one. Okay. Fair yeah, I, I went to. I went to a. This is when I was young. I went to one on a first date, and yeah, bad move. Because afterwards, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going. I need to go home. <laughs> I need to take a shower. Like I. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I got, I got, I got garlic in my nails. Like this is, you don't want me at your house, really, do you? Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to just use that wet nap to get it off. It's still there. You still smell it. It's. Is industry night still going on? Uh, just a couple places. Like I said, CDM is doing it. Um, Mozambique, but I have to call ahead to make sure that they are actually doing it the night that I go. Uh huh. Um, even though you're out of work, even though you're out of work, people that are furloughed or they're lost work, but they can show their past paychecks and still go. 
Um, I usually give them my, my I usually give them my paycheck and then I show them my work ID. Some of them will notice, hey, it's Disneyland. Disneyland's closed. How can you be? You know, but really? they don't usually. I mean, if they wanted to take that line, they could do it, and then there's not nothing I can really say about it. So even though that the restaurants know that the servers are out of work, they're not offering, or they could not offer it under their d- disclosure. There's some places that wouldn't give that discount to those who are furloughed or may not be if open. If they want to the be moment. technically right, they can say, "Well, technically, since you're furloughed, you're not working, so we're not gonna." But the places that I go to have usually are, you know, mostly the places that I've already been to. And they're already familiar with me, and they know that I'm probably going to take care of their servers. So yeah, but not you though. Just I'm ta- continue. I'm talking about the the general, the oh, general, general public. Yeah, the guys that have lost their jobs, the guys that aren't working, the guys that maybe are yeah, furloughed. Yeah. You know, well, can I they mean, still take advantage? How would they know that somebody's lost their job? I mean, just give them a paycheck stub that might be from two months ago. Well, what if it's what if they haven't got a paycheck since like last <laughs> March? Well, the paycheck stub that I usually give out is from last March. But they know generally they they might not even check it is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so to your suggestion to those kids out there that are out of work or whatever and they want to go get a good meal but not pay full price, it's still they should still give it a try. It's still possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say I work for you know I'm just here to check out if you guys still have industry. Okay, so what about Wednesday? What do you know about Wednesdays? I can't think of anything offhand that any place that does Wednesday. Most of the places I know that do industry are Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Did they do industry while it was a takeout only? Not that I know of. I didn't try. I didn't try to do my industry places when it was only takeout. I highly doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. Yeah. Well, why would you be giving a discount when you can't even, you're already cutting down like what, 80% of your revenue? Yeah. Yeah. And there's not the compensation where at least this, the waiter is going to get, is able to expect a good tip yeah. for a discounted amount of food. Yeah. I mean, usually industry places do it, I think, because they know they're going to make it on the alcohol anyway. Because if, if, even though they're discounting the food, they're still charging full price on the alcohol. Absolutely. So it's a good intro to get people to get into the restaurant, um, have little food, and then usually more, most, of the pe- most of the people I know usually drink more than they eat anyway when they go out. Since COVID's opening up and restaurants are starting to open down there in Orange County, L.A., I'm out of the area, so I don't know. Has restaurant industry come back? I'm not sure. Let me put it this way. There's like a place that I usually go to for industry on Sundays called A. And they, they, I called to ask if they're doing the industry discount. I said, well, we're not doing it right now. The implication being that they're not, you know, since we just, since we just opened up after COVID, we're going to not do it for a while. And then the, and then maybe later on when, We've been open for a while. We'll we'll do it again. Yeah, Another I, place I called asked. I asked them if they're doing the industry, and said, "Well, not during the COVID." So the implication is that once um, COVID is over, that they'll start doing the the discount again. Yeah. Place called the Quiet Woman. I don't know if you've been there. I have heard of that name. Remind me. Yeah, they have a little stage. They usually play like um, country or folk acts. Location though. It's on PCH. It's a little further up. It's in Corona Del Mar also. I have been there. Corona Mar, <laughs> quiet woman. A little south on, more south on PCH. You Wow, you go all the way down there, huh? You Long Beach all oh, the way down dude, there just yeah. to get Din Din? I will drive to San Diego for a good industry, bro. Ooh, just for Din, huh? Yeah, yes, yes. 
Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening this long, you know this man knows what he's fucking talking about. He's going to drive his ass two hours. I'll drive my ass 100 miles literally for a good industry place. Meanwhile, you're going on, what, Uber Eats and... and uh, <laughs> What's the, I'm not Uber Eats. I'll I keep saying Dine and Dash. It's, it's yeah. not Dine and Dash. It's um, it's uh, DoorDash. DoorDash. Meanwhile, everyone's doing DoorDash, and you're you're heading down the 405 or the five. Tell me you play. Tell me you play some sort of instrument, in some sort I of don't. childhood last experience. No instrument playing. Nothing. Nothing. Not even what do they call it? The flesh flute. <laughs> not lately, bro. That's not what it's called. Skin flute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, I was thinking about Basole, I guess. Okay, okay. <laughs> got, nice, bro. <laughs> I am never ordering Basole, by the way. They gave it away for like uh, the last Christmas that Disney was open. So, for those of us who were working, yeah, they had a they they let us get a bowl of Basole. So after thirty years. Damn, lucky man. Uh, I don't know about lucky. I was pissed off because I was mandatory extended. But they gave you Pasole, though. They did, but I had plans that night. <laughs> Say, for example, Disney does not open again. Where Where are you going? What are you doing? Man, uh, I've got a I've got to brush up on my resume. I haven't done it. I haven't looked for a job in probably thirty years. So, uh, brush off my degree, see what, what's available. Uh, probably some kind of blue collar label. Yeah, I hear about like um, a lot of, you know, I was just watching the public news television show and they were sh- talking about how there's a shortage of plumbers, electricians, and. Uh, so you're searching you know, blue collar. Kind of blue, blue collar work, that kind of like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not talking that all restaurants close. We're just talking maybe, say, COVID doesn't want the big boys the big gatherings so you would exit because these big you know event type situations you would exit out is that your is that your thing or would you still try to thrive into you know the the smaller areas I i mean i work in a union shop so they'll try to put me where if there is any kind of restaurant work for me to do no, but if and they close I, though, but I'm saying, yeah, the union, Disney, all that kind of stuff, you know, they say they're like, they you know us off? We're, yeah, we're just going to, we're calling it a day. We're going to do just online movies and our thing with, you know, how they own all this stuff online, you know, the, the, yeah. And there's no more parks. Maybe they might do some sort of, they're going to expand downtown Disney to where there's restaurants in downtown Disney, but there's no more theme park. They're going to turn the yeah, entire yeah. theme park into some sort of like the block or something like that? Would you still stick in the food and beverage industry if that happened, or would you venture off into another industry? It's hard to work at Disney just for hourly. I mean, uh, making tips is what essentially makes it worth it for me to go into work. And it also gives me the motivation to show up to work. It's not just about the coworkers that I work with, but um, meeting the guests, you know, the way that you know the, the restaurant industry has we have our interaction with the guests it's something that that i i don't know that's what i that's what i go to work for anyway hey, well to me it was therapeutic yeah it is and it's 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 what makes worth work worth going to so i would have to i would have to depart this i couldn't 
I couldn't go to attractions or, you know, those kind of things where I'm just standing, waving a flashlight and Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Rainforest. What about Rainforest Cafe in downtown Disney? Or They took it out. They made it into a Star Wars merchandise location. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, similar is what I'm saying. So some other kind of restaurant, but not for Disney? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Tell you, you could retire. Because... It could happen, but I would I would try to stay with the restaurants. Restaurants are what I'm so you'd familiar st- with. So you'd stick under the umbrella so you can retire. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Well, they would take care of you, I would hope. Um, they have so far. I can say that. I mean, even though I'm on furlough, they're still covering my health benefits which um, I can't say too many other companies would do. That's good. Yeah. And you played it smart up until now, right? I have, but I mean, like you said, things could change. I mean, they could decide, you know what? We're just going to close it. We're not even going to bother having restaurants. We're just going to have, you know, um, rides or just have merchandise or we're going to make it into something else. So if I was to be a new employee right now joining into Disney, what would you tell me? I would say... Well, knowing that you are Rob? No, 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 no. No, no, I'm nuts. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm talking about just the just everybody listen to this. Anybody this who might okay, want to some yeah, person to, like 20-year-old guy who was saying, "You know what? I happen to live in Orange County and I'm thinking about a job." Yeah. And one of the the job I'm thinking about is Disneyland. Yeah. I would say yeah, it's it's like high school all over again. It's a lot of, you know, um, you spend a lot of time with your coworkers. So it has that kind of social feel to it where these are your, whether you like them or not, you're going to be around them for, for a bit of time. You can always transfer and there's all those exceptions where you can alter your circumstance to some extent. But it is usually like a big social scene that takes up a lot of your attention and your time. As for the work itself, uh, it's a big company, so the big company has... Hold on, let me pause you. What I was getting at is these kids already know all this shit. Okay. You you played the game right. You have multiple properties to where this world is circular, right? This this is not the first kind of COVID-19 we've been through. We've been through shutdown before in our past. It's been a long time. Yeah. And this is a big one. You know, we've had depression. We've had, you know, we've had the ups and downs in our society. And I felt the ups and I felt the downs. You know, if I was smart, like someone who I'm talking to on the other line right now, who played the game right as a young man, then maybe I might be sitting in a in an okay position. What I'm saying is for someone who is entering into maybe something like this profession where I'm talking to you, they're saying, wow, I'm talking to this, you know, I'm listening to this guy that's been in Disney for 30 years, you know, how, and he's sitting comfy, you know, what, what should I do? How do I get there as a, as a beginner? As a beginner, like you're ready. Yeah. You're entering the workforce. I would say if you can try to own your own space. And what I mean by that is, um, Instead of renting a room, uh, try to buy a house or an apartment or, I mean, condo or whatever, so that whatever you're paying, either rent or mortgage, it's better to pay the mortgage because you're essentially in the long-term paying yourself. Yeah, super impossible for someone in their 20s that is sitting right now. They're probably feeling like 
There's no. That's okay, that's, that's fine. True, that's great, that's, big guy. I mean, so how did you get into it? How did you buy your first place? You can't buy all. You buying your own space doesn't happen all at once. You have to plan for it. In order to get things that are important and have value, it usually requires some planning. So you have to think about what you want to get, either a house or you want a career in, like, say you want to be a doctor. You you can't just say, hey, I'm going to apply to medical school and then go to college and do it. You have to say, okay, this is a process that's going to take anywhere from six to eight years. And in addition to, to having a degree in college and then applying for medical school, how am I going to finance it? Where am I going to live? How am I going to move forward to what I want to do or where I want to be or where I want to be? What part of the country? I want to live in Hawaii or I want to live, you know, in the Midwest or anything that's important takes a lot of work. So you have to pre-plan, pre-plan. You have to think about where do you, you know, what, what end goal do you want and what are the steps that'll take you to to get there. Did you have this thought in your head when you first started with Disney or did this kick in later on? Uh, when I first started with Disney, I, I figured, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm living with my parents now, but uh, I'm going to need to have a place of my own to stay in, a, a house of my own or a condo of my own or someplace that... I mean, you weren't being fed grapes through someone's hand while you came home after work at a 19-year-old before you owned your own pad. It yeah. wasn't like uh, it wasn't super it wasn't easy. Until or wasn't I was twenty eight. So, but I but mean, to get to that place, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what I'm saying is that I'm thinking the motivation. What what was the mo- what 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 caused you to think that way? Because I think there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of people, and I was one of those kids. Yeah. You know, I'm just working paycheck to paycheck. You know, and oh, I'm never never gonna buy a house, dude. It's so expensive around here. You know. So, what was it that struck you like a like lightning that said, Hey, you know what? That caused this train of thought. Well, I mean, you're, I mean, when you're living with your parents, you're always comfortable, but you're living in somebody else's space, uh, to do the things that you wanted to be, who, who it is that you want to be. You have to control your environment. You have to control your own space, but I can rent a room. You can rent a room, but, um, it's up to the person who's renting it to for how long you, they're going to rent it to you to for, or to let you or to decide what kind of you know what color the walls are. Or, it's not important what color the walls are, but you know how much um, how loud you can play your music or what kind of vehicle essentially that you can you know park on a parking lot or a driveway or. When did you start saving and planning for this? At what age? I mean, I've always saved money. My, my mother always taught me to save money. I mean, when I was um, six years old, she took me to a bank, and she op- we opened up a joint bank account. And she said, hey, okay, you know what? Um, you need to save money for your future. So we opened up a bank account, and my little whatever money I had, you know, from either allowance or birthday or was deposited into this, this account. And my mom made clear to me that, you know, if you want to buy things that cost more money than what you have, you have to save money towards whatever it is you want to buy. My mom taught me the same thing. And I was taught never get a credit card. You know, my first credit card came around my, shoot, I must have been 36. You have a credit card? 
my first credit card was, yeah, Discover card. When I was, uh, actually, when I was going to Cal State Fullerton, they had the, their little table out, and they said, okay, uh, we're, you know, we're taking the application for credit card. You just have to be 20 years old and full-time student. That's right. We get along so well because we're fellow elephants. <laughs> <laughs> I forget about that sometimes. Asmar, okay. dude, I appreciate your time coming on. Anything else that uh, you want to mention out? Any kind of shit going on? Uh, nothing I can think of. All right, it's cool. Been great. Yeah, dude, I'm going to have you on you, and keep letting us know what's up because I know I'm not busting your balls, but I know you're not much of a, <laughs> of a jefe, like what you talked about. So you're going to be the, the finger on the pulse, you know, for this to-go food type thing. And so I'll be picking your brain later on about, uh, you know, the yum-yums. It'd be my pleasure, yeah. I'd love to have my buddies around. Yeah, man, we'll connect soon. And uh, enjoy your night. And, yeah, man, this was fun. Take care, too. I'll talk to you next week. All right, adios, brother. I was there. I was the first you saw light. You saw light. I'll be there when my buddies are by the fire. The fire.